Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show tonight. Uh, I've got a few different things that I want to talk about tonight. Been working my butt off on a few different things. One, the bug allocation. And then uh, I just recently, a lot of you know that I, or some of you know that I got a, I just got a Harvest Right freeze dryer. And I've been running that sucker nonstop. So I want to talk about some of the things that I've been doing with that, as well as uh, some legacy foods. I tried out some of their beef dices and wanted to show you. I, I made a little video clip of that as well uh, to show you how those turned out. Those are actually pretty dang good. So uh, in the chat, we got White Rabbit and Brandon. What's going on, both of you? Uh, but before we get into all of that, the freeze drying and everything tonight, I wanted to let everyone know uh, today the bug out location opened up. The bug out location 3.0, the brand new website. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I just want to show you guys this. Uh, you can, uh, today it's open. It's not completely 100% done, but it's so much better than the original version or the, or the I guess, the old version now that I just wanted to uh, open it up. And over the next month or so, I'll really be working hard on this and getting everything done. But I'll show you a sneak peek inside a little bit so you can see what uh, members see when they they get in here. I've got all the recent updates here. Got all the different prepping courses. If you go up to this menu here, uh, you can see if, we'll start off with the prepping resources. You can go in here uh, and we'll go to PDF downloads. Uh, I've got probably 60 or 70 downloads on this already. And I've got probably uh, over 100 more to add uh, to this list. So uh, just a, a really cool, cool list. A bunch of downloads. You can download all these and, and check them out yourself or whatever. But just a bunch of downloads. And that is going to be, uh, I'm going to continue to add to that, uh, you know, for as long as I can find stuff to put on there, basically. So, And then the prepping courses here as well. Uh, you've got the 30 days to preparedness course. We've got the prepping 101 course, the disaster and SHTF course, uh, the prepping 101 course. This is the one I'm working on getting everything together right now. Uh, this course, you can see all the different modules in here. Uh, quite a few that uh, uh, I've got already, quite a few I still need to do. And then you go into one of the courses here and it shows you tells you what the course is about and then uh, also has a few extra resources inside the course that will help you uh, with this as well so just you know I'm I'm really it <laughs> I just I'm really stoked about how well this has turned out compared to uh, not to say the last bug allocation was horrible but uh, this one just has really turned out very well so I'm super stoked with it uh, along with this you get the the group here uh, along with becoming a member of the bug allocation, you get this group here, which is uh, just a fantastic group. And if I have time tonight, uh, I talked about prepping 101 in this course or in the prepping 101 section. I talked about new prepping. Of what advice would you give new preppers? Uh, I wanted to maybe talk about that a little bit if we have time tonight. Like I said, I've got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Got some slides. I got a couple different video clips that that uh, I'm going to uh, be playing here. Uh, and talk about the the benefits of uh, long-term food storage, the benefits of freeze-dried food 
in your long-term food storage. Uh, like I said, I just purchased a Harvest Right. Uh, it's the small version, even though a few people have told me that uh, uh, you might as well go with the medium. You're going to be disappointed with the small. I can see that, but right now uh, it works out pretty well for me. Uh, it has been something that I've been debating for a long time because of the price range, and I'm going to go through some of the pros and cons that I have been battling with uh, over the course of the last, I don't know, six months, maybe even longer than that before it uh, became this thing that I just really, really wanted uh, and started saving up for and then finally pulled the trigger. But the benefits of it, of long-term food stores, it just makes things so much easier. And I'm going to go through these here, but it makes things so much easier as far as inventory and rotation and, and what you can store and the, the cost savings and all of those, all of those different things. It just makes it so much easier when, as far as rotation and inventory, you don't have to think about things uh, as much as you would if they expire every year, every two years, or even five years. If you got 20 years, it's not such a big deal if you if you have to wait a little bit. So I suppose uh, if you guys, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to try to go through the comments, uh, but uh, uh, I, I will probably after each segment, I'll go through and see anything. So if you have any questions, just leave them in the chat. But uh, the first one, I'll just put up these, I'll start going through these pros and cons that I had when I was deciding on whether or not to purchase a freeze dryer when I was in the process of basically talking Lisa into it. <laughs> and a little bit easier said than done because Lisa knows that I turn into a, a teenager that wants to, you know, a teenager that wants to borrow the parent's car. That's what I turn into when I want something. I can figure out a million ways to justify it. And my mind is already set on it. And she kind of knows that. So uh, but at any rate, the first con right here is one that probably is a big one uh, for everyone. Uh, the upfront costs. Freeze dryers can be expensive. Uh, prices for the small unit that I got, $2,300, up to $3,600 for a large unit. Uh, this is this initial investment uh, is what, you know, turns a lot of people off. Uh, and it, you know, some some families, it's just not feasible. Uh, but it really, I mean, it, and as I go through these, you'll see, it really does uh, save some money. Lisa's in the chat said, yeah, he does. Yeah, I turn into a little child when I want something. Uh, I, I just don't, I, I don't stop bugging her. <laughs> uh, but it that's, this is the main hurdle. This is the one if if there were other options, I mean, they have a layaway plan. That's fine. I hate using credit cards, so I wasn't going to do that. So it just it it really is one of those things in the beginning that is like, man, I'd love to have one, but it's just so expensive. And from what I've been doing recently, uh, it's something that I'm I'm glad I bit the bullet and I'm glad I did it. So uh, the cost is the big one right there. The cost is the the main factor I think for everyone as far as why. They haven't pulled the trigger and getting a harvest right. But I'll tell you what, the, uh, you know, it's just, I'll, I'll go through this with the pros. I don't want to give it anything away. But uh, the next one I've got here of the cons is they require electricity to operate during the freezing and drying cycles, quite a bit of electricity, uh, which can increase your electricity bills. Uh, mine, I've done some averages. I've got a kilowatt meter plugged into the wall. Mine is closer to the $3 range per batch, and that is a 24 to 30 hour batch. It cost me about three bucks to do a load, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. But when you've been running it <laughs> nonstop like me, I have a feeling my electricity bill is probably going to be 50 bucks more 
at the end of the month. But if you just run it a couple times a week, you're, you're, you know, you're looking at six, seven bucks a week. So 28 bucks on your utility bill. Yes, it's, it's higher. Uh, but the, the, the benefits you get from this, I think outweigh the cost of that, because like I said, with the food storage uh, and we'll go through more, I'm going, I'm going to go through all the the pros here before I even get to them, but uh, the benefits far outweigh all of these cons. So, uh, the third one, the reservation I had after I started looking into this was the space you need, uh, because you don't just need the space for the freeze dryer. That's really not that much. It's sort of the size of a mini fridge, but you need space to put the pump next to it. You need space. Uh, and I've got a video. If I have time, I'm going to play it at the end about how to set up a harvest right from right out of the box to putting some food in it. But you have to put a, a bucket, uh, this hose right there on the left. You have to put a bucket down there to catch the water. Uh, so you need, you know, and you need a good room with good ventilation. I've heard some people, they put them in their garage. I didn't want to do that because of temperature swings. So I ended up going in a spare room, a spare room. Uh, Brandon here in the chat. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Uh, Brandon has got one. And let me see if I can find it here. And he said, uh, I've never really seen a change in my electric bill. Granted, for a large family, we're drawing a lot of power to begin with. Yeah, with uh, yeah, if the kids were still here, I, I probably wouldn't notice all that much. But yeah, with just me and Lisa, it's pretty steady each month. So, uh, But at any rate, the the space needed is, is one of those considerations. Where are you going to put it? Uh, if you have room for it in like a laundry room or, or, you know, in a basement, anything like that, you've got to figure that out before you go out and make that purchase. So that's another one that uh, uh, is uh, it was one of the cons on my list. All right. Number four here. It's a time consuming process. It is a whole lot easier uh, to buy some legacy foods. And I forgot to mention that as far as the contest, but uh, I will mention that after this. But it's a whole lot easier to just go out and buy some prepackaged long-term food. It's basically you put your order in and, uh, you know, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about the cooking process. You don't have to worry about the freezing, uh, the, the dehydrating or the uh, freeze drying, all of those different things, the packaging, the Mylar bags, the O-tubes, orbers, none of that. You just, uh, you know, you just buy the food and, and you put it on your shelf. The difference is it tastes so much better than any prepackaged food you're going to get. So uh, also with the freeze drying process, it's not something that, uh, you know, just you stick it in there and a few hours later, you've got your your freeze dried food. It takes 20 to 40 hours. Uh, the biggest one that I've had so far, the longest one that I've had so far is 30 hours. I think it was 32 hours and I was dehydrating uh, or freeze drying, not dehydrating, freeze drying some green chili, which is basically 80% water probably. So that took quite a while uh, to freeze dry. But I just did a batch of chili mac, which I'm going to play the video here tonight of the chili mac, the mountain house uh, copycat recipe that I did. Uh, and that took 22 hours, I think. So it really depends on on the batch. Candy, you can do in a couple hours. Uh, I'm over the whole candy thing. I've done enough candy now and I don't eat a lot of candy anyway, but uh, I might do some and give it away. But 
and and fruit fruit you're still looking at that 20 or so hour range so uh, it is something that takes a while but you know you you get used to it you can get one if you get an extra set of pans you can get one batch ready while the other one's freeze drying and just you know do like me and and run it nonstop for a week straight all right the next one here and i believe this is the last con i have is the learning curve. Uh, it's it's sort of that unknown factor, right? You see videos and you hear people talking about it, how great it is, but there's all the little things that you really don't understand about it. It, it looks pretty simple. You just put some food in the freeze dryer, close the door and let it, let it, you know, suck out all the water. But it's a little bit more complicated than that. But honestly, uh, it was it's one of those times, you know, sometimes you, you scare yourself into not doing something, and you do it and you find out that it's a lot easier than you thought it was going to be. And that's the case for one of these. Uh, it really is. I, I was almost too worried in the beginning. I was like, what am I doing wrong? This has got to be more complicated than this. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> and it and it really isn't. I, I mean, it, it's really intuitive. You've got to make sure there's certain things on the machine. Make sure your drain, drain is closed and uh, make sure you do things right. Make sure you change the oil and maintenance and all that. But as far as the freeze drying process, it really is really simple. So, uh, but like I said, it can be intimidating first because you just don't know all the stuff that you don't know. And it can kind of be easy to just talk yourself out of it and say, yeah, maybe later I'll check this out later. But uh, it uh, really, really is uh, super easy to use once you do a couple batches and then, you know, then it's, it's like clockwork. All right, so the pros of using this. Uh, the, the pros, the reason that I chose uh, to go ahead and bite the bullet and make this purchase, uh, the first one I've got right here, which is the obvious one, right? Long shelf life, right? Freeze dryers can preserve food, a wide variety of foods. Uh, extending the shelf life, freeze dried foods retain most of their nutrients, flavor, and texture, uh, making them a valuable addition to a prepper stockpile. Uh, you can freeze dry. There's a few things you can't, things that are uh, like chocolate you can't, things with high fat content. If you're doing hamburger, you got to make sure and drain off the grease. The green chili I made, I had to skim off the oils off the top because you don't want to have that in there. It doesn't freeze dry real well. But there are so many things you can. You can freeze dry milk. You can freeze dry ice cream. You can freeze dry sour cream. You can freeze dry meat, which was one of, it's not on my pros list here, but that is one of the pros. I want freeze dried meat uh, to be able to put into meals. So there's just so many different things you can do with it. And it you put it on the shelf and it lasts 20, 25 years. I mean, I don't know what the exact date is. Uh, Brandon, not the Brandon in the chat, the other Brandon, was telling me that, you know, with Mountain House, they say 35 years. Legacy says 25 years. Who knows what sort of preservatives they have in it. So 20 years is probably a good rule of thumb. And I agree with, uh, uh, and I agree with him. I mean, that, that sounds pretty decent. 20 years is a long time. So if you forget something or something gets stuck, stuffed back in the behind something in the closet, you got 20 years on that. So it's just, it's fantastic. It gives me the ability to build up my food storage with a bunch of different things, with whole meals, with ingredients, and things that are going to last me for 20 years. So uh, Jammer said, yeah, I, I want steaks. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I want steak. I want chicken. I want all sorts of meats that I can put into, incorporate into other meals, or just make those meals right off the bat. So the next one I've got here, the next pro is versatility. 
Freeze dryers can handle various foods, including fruits, vegetables, meats, dairy products, and even complete meals like I was just talking about. Uh, it, it makes it great for that, whether you're talking about a short-term emergency situation, you're talking about going camping, or you're talking about something that is completely Mad Max, SHTF type situation. It just makes it, you've got so many different options. And that the fact that you don't have to worry so much about inventory and rotation, uh, it just, it, it makes it such a great product. And, and you can, this week alone, I've probably added two weeks to my long-term food storage. Now, granted, I'm giving some of it away uh, to some uh, members and friends and all that stuff, but uh, I probably added two weeks just in this. So if you did, you know, two batches strictly for preparedness, two batches a week, uh, you could in no time at all get up to three months worth of food stored uh, just from freeze dried food. So uh, just a, a absolutely, absolutely fantastic as far as what you can do in it. Uh, just uh, it, it's just wonderful. Uh, the next one, and I think White Rabbit was talking about this earlier, the money saver. This is, you can actually make your money back on this, but I wouldn't go into it thinking that, okay, how long until I make my money back on this? Sort of like, I think about this when we, we had to replace our furnace. The furnace guy was in there talking me up like a used car salesman, telling me how much I'm going to save and all that. And I knew going into it that, yes, I, I may save money or maybe replacing your windows, same type of thing. Yeah, you're going to save money, but that shouldn't be why you're doing it. Uh, you should be doing it for the preparedness reasons and, and all of that. But that's not to say you can't save a whole lot of money. Whether you're talking about leftovers that you have at night, uh, instead of having to throw things away, or we give a lot of our, our chickens are going to be unhappy now because we're not going to be giving them as much food. But you throw that on a pan, you put that pan in the freezer, and then once you fill up four pans, you just throw that in the dehydrator and, and you know, run that whole batch, and you've got long-term food storage. Or you've got a meal to take with you. And <laughs> I was just reading Brandon's comment here. Or you've got a meal to take with you camping or something like that. Uh, Brandon said, Dale's joined the freeze-dried cult. Yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this week, man, I, I've been playing and I, I just absolutely love this damn thing. So uh, the money saving, though, back to this, the money saving aspect of it is is huge for me because and I'm going to go through this with my chili mac recipe that I made uh, because you can save so much money if you're talking about the prepackaged long term food. Uh, and I even sell that at the SHTF shop. Uh, but I would I would recommend doing your own before I would do that. But each of it has its place. So. Uh, but you can save so much money with this stuff. You're talking about leftovers. If you go to the store and there's like this picture right here, uh, a, a huge deal on, you know, five pounds of hamburger and you can get, you know, 10 of those and you don't have the freezer space for all that, but you can freeze dry all that. You've got a, a, just a, a whole bunch of meat or, or ground beef or whatever it is, pork, chicken, whatever that you can put in your food storage and have it there uh, for whatever, whenever something happens for 20 years. So just a, a whole bunch of opportunities uh, to save a lot of money. Uh, and then uh, the, the fourth one here that I've got is the food is lightweight. So it's not as, it's not necessarily as convenient as, you know, boxed meals or canned goods that stack really nice and even because you've got Mylar bags, but you can put them in plastic bins, which is what I'm going to start doing. 
uh, but they're really lightweight. So you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, <laughs> your shelves falling apart or anything like that. Uh, once the, all that water's out of them, I think the Chili Mac that I made was 3.8 ounces for two cups of Chili Mac. Uh, it's, it's just basically it's almost nothing. Uh, so it's really lightweight, really easy to, uh, you know, store as long as you've got a good organization plan, as long as you've got bins. Um, sorry, I'm reading uh, Brandon's comment right here. I got uh, sidetracked a little bit. Uh, Brandon said another great money saving point you used you used with electricity to FD, but only once. I don't know what FD is. <laughs> Rather than running the, oh, freeze dryer. I use the electricity to freeze dry, but only once rather than running the chest freezer constantly. Yeah. And I've thought about that too. That, that makes sense now. <laughs> uh, I've thought about that too, but we do have some things in the, the chest freezer that I just, you know, it, it doesn't make sense at this point to turn that off, but you would, it instead of freezing a whole bunch of meat and freezing all that stuff, you could use your freeze dryer to to do that uh, and use that electricity for that one or two or three batches or whatever, rather than having that freezer running constantly. Also, in a grid down situation, and I think that's uh, uh, the next one or one of the next ones is in a grid down situation, you don't have to worry about all that stuff spoiling in that freezer. So great point, Brandon. Uh, so lightweight, easy to store, uh, just really convenient. Uh, the next one, and I sort of touched on this earlier. Uh, preserving food through freeze drying is an effective way to extend the shelf life and reduce food waste. So if you, and we run into this all the time, Brandon is the one that mentioned this to me the other day. He's talking about if you got canned foods that are just about to expire. I've talked about this a hundred times about how we go through canned foods, not near as much as we used to, but we throw 20, 30, 40 cans of foods, food away. I haven't done that in a long time. But instead of doing that, when you go through, you do your inventory and you see that you've got beans or you've got green beans, you got corn or, or anything like that, that's, you know, just about to go past its best by date. Take that stuff and freeze dry it rather than throwing it away. So then you you've got that, you know, you still got that that however many months worth of food stores you have. It's just in a different spot. And another thing with canned food, this sort of goes into the lightweight thing. Canned food, it gets pretty heavy uh, the more you have. We have reinforced shelves in our closet where we store the food because that stuff gets so heavy that it did basically over time, it'll start drooping those shelves and just rip them off the wall. Long term or freeze dried food is not going to do that. So, uh, but anything, you know, eggs, uh, you know, Meat, all those different things. The fruits are a big one too. You get bananas, and if you don't eat bananas within three or four days, they go bad. So you can freeze dry some of that. You've got strawberries, uh, apples last uh, a little while, but all those different fruits that if you don't get to them in time, you can still freeze dry it. Now, that being said, bananas, I think, work a little better the more ripe they are. So you don't want to put almost rotten bananas in there, but those are things that you get used to. And that I will get used to over time. I've only had this for like three weeks, so I am no expert <laughs> by any means. Uh, so the next one, and I think this is the most important one uh, that's on the pros list. And this is the SHTF cooking options. Uh, the easier the meal is to prepare in a disaster, the better. Uh if you're talking about if if you're talking about an SHTF situation where it's been a grid down situation for weeks, 
you don't want to be giving off cooking smells. You don't want to be giving off light, all those different things. You won't be able to run your freeze dryer at that point. But those meals that you do have, all you're going to have to do is boil a cup, a couple cups of water. Uh, so you could do that with a camp stove. I mean, there's just a bunch of different options. You could even have that indoor, the Sterno, uh, like this. Uh, let me take this off real quick and let me show you the thing I'm talking about. Behind me right here, this Vesta Instafire right there runs on three cans of Sterno, three cans of Sterno. Uh, and it, uh, you know, you could heat up something like this super easy. So... Uh, Brandon said, I have to hide the freeze-dried bananas in the house. Yeah, they, they are good. <laughs> uh, but all you have to do is, is just have a way to heat up a little bit of water. You think about having to cook a, an entire meal uh, from scratch, that's going to be a little bit difficult. We've got the sun oven, which I absolutely love, but that you've got to take that outside. You've got to make the bread or put the, the meal together. Uh, this freeze dryer would be great for something in the sun oven as well. So you put something in a Dutch oven or one of the pots in there and just put it in the sun oven and, and let it heat up throughout the day. Uh, I'm going to have to try that now that I think about it. <laughs> I was going to let you, Lisa use the freeze dryer this weekend, but I don't know anymore. I think I might be taking it over. She's been waiting patiently to be able to use it. Uh, but anyway, freeze dry, the, the SHTF cooking factor. I think that's a one of the big ones here because it's, it's a situation where you don't want you, the less you have to do, the better uh, your situation is going to be. The less signals you give out and all those, all the different stuff, the, the better it's off it's going to be. Along with this, the freeze dried food from a harvest right, your your own home cooked meals, your family is going to love this far more than something from Legacy. Now, some of Legacy's food is pretty good, but it's not the same as that home cooking. Uh, to me, anyway, it's just not the same. Now, kids, some kids like that uh, that junk food flavor more than the home cooked flavor. Uh, but uh, uh, have you noticed any metallic taste? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't at all. That's uh, I'm not sure how big of an issue that is. All right. So at any rate, that's my. Uh, <laughs> I know that probably sounded like a whole a whole sales pitch right there, uh, but I really do love the Harvest Ride. I've got the link below in the in the description, and it is affiliate link. But I didn't go out and buy the Harvest Ride so I could you know bounce the affiliate link around. Uh, I bought the Harvest Ride because I want to build up my long term food storage, and I want to do it one step at a time. It's sort of like prepping in general. If you just start. If you just start doing things, you do one thing here and one thing there and one thing there, all of a sudden you look back a year from now and you're just more prepared than you ever thought you were going to be. And that's sort of like this, it seems like it's going to be. Uh, after three weeks, I've got more food packaged up than I thought I would. So after a year, uh, I'm going to be looking for different ways to organize all the Mylar bags and everything. And I'm going to have to start storing stuff in bigger bags rather than the smaller portions. And, and we're going to use... Uh, the stuff in the kitchen. So things that we use on a regular basis, it's not going to necessarily get thrown in a Mylar bag with an oxygen absorber, but uh, just so many different things we can do with it. And I, I, I assume, you know, I, I haven't done the math or anything like that, but I'm sure that I would make the money back that I spent on this uh, in a, a year, two years. And it really depends on how much you put into your food storage. If you're a person that you've only got a couple months worth of food stored and you don't really put a lot into uh, storing food, 
maybe this, you know, it might not be the best option for you. But if you are somebody that has got shelves worth of food, you've got six, eight, 12 months worth of food stored, you're always looking for deals at the grocery store, uh, this definitely is something for you. So, uh, uh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> Denise, uh, I got to put, put this up right here real quick uh, if I can find it. Uh, she said, shoot, talk to me into selling my husband's car and buying a freeze dryer. Yeah. Just don't let him know first. Just go do it. <laughs> let him know afterwards. <laughs> uh, all right. So what I want to do is I want to show. Let me see if I've got these. Got to figure out which videos I have here. I made some chili mac and I, I've got this short little three minute clip that I don't have any audio on because I just did it and I wanted to put it together here. I'm going to do a video on this later. But what I wanted to do was make some chili mac and try to see how much it would cost to make something that was pretty comparable to uh Mountain House Foods and Mountain House, there's like 11 bucks for two cups of food, right? So I wanted to see with this Harvest Right what I could make and the cost it would be. So let me go ahead and play this. Uh, let me make sure this is at the beginning here and show you what I did. All right, let me play. Maybe. <laughs> here we go. So with this, I got two pounds of elbow macaroni. I had a can of Keystone ground beef that was about to expire or, you know, that Best Buy date was getting close. So I used that and I had two cans of chili and I just cooked all of those up, threw them in here together. I could have done, you know, a little bit more uh, customizing to it, but I just wanted to do it basic at this point. Threw it in the crock pot for a couple hours just to make sure everything was heated up. Uh, and make sure everything was good to go, heat it up. And then I started throwing it on these pans. Uh, these are the Harvest Right pans. Four cups per pan is what I got. And these stackers, I think Life Done Simple, I think he makes these. Uh, they're absolutely fantastic and an absolute necessity uh, for your freeze dryer. But they make things super easy. I did these a couple of days in advance and froze those uh, because I didn't have time to use the freeze dryer at that point. But then I put them in the freeze dryer. I use this humidity meter just to check. I don't know if everyone does. I don't know how necessary it is, but I just, you know, I, I'm that better safe than sorry type guy. Uh, then I put the chili mac into, and this is four cups. Uh, I wanted to get the exact amount. So I was, I, I probably wouldn't be this intricate <laughs> when, of when I'm doing it just for myself, but I wanted to make sure this was exactly in half and it was exactly... Uh, portioned at 3.8 ounces, just like Mountain House is. So uh, I split it into two, and then uh, and then put it into these these small bags right here, which actually fits two cups. I think these are pint sized bags. Uh, they fit two cups, pretty dang good. So put them in these bags, and then put a couple oxygen absorbers in them. I think I made eight of these. Uh, I'll give you my numbers here in a second. But I think I made eight or 10 of these uh, in total. So uh, 22 cups. All right. That's 11. Uh, I packaged up 10. I ate one of them just to try it out. Uh, then I sealed them with the uh, the vacuum, the, the impulse sealer, I believe, the Harvest Right impulse sealer right there. And then after this, I tested them out uh, to see, because with, with Mountain House, you just pour some water in the bag, right? So with these, I wanted to see if I could do exactly the same thing. Mountain House calls for one and a half cups of water. 
Uh, I decided that I was just going to go with one cup to start off with and see exactly how it worked. And it turns out uh, better safe than sorry is, is a good rule of thumb because one cup of water was absolutely perfect for this. Uh, then what I did was left it in there just like you would with Mountain House, reseal it, shake it up, squish it around, uh, do whatever you need to do. Let it sit for about 15 minutes. Uh, and then I took it and I put it in this Tupperware. Uh, that way you guys could see it. Otherwise, you know, normally I would just eat it straight out of the bag, but I put it in this Tupperware so you guys could see it. And it absolutely, it, it's fantastic. It looks wonderful. Uh, it tasted good. There were, I could have let it sit a little bit longer. There were a couple of noodles where it had a little bit of a rubbery texture, but not too much. I think with any long-term food, um, you're going to get one or two pieces that just isn't quite right. But this picture right here is Mountain House's picture and then my my picture over here on the side with a little cheese added to it. So at any rate, I've got, I, I broke this down after I uh, made these meals. I broke this all down and what the numbers that I came up with, uh, and I think they're pretty accurate, <laughs> is the Chili Mac. I figured out the cost, the calories, the protein, all that stuff. So the chili, that the recipe that I made, uh, the chili itself was $1.88 a piece, had 560 calories and 45 grams of protein. The noodles were a buck 88, 3,200 calories, seven grams of protein. And the canned beef was 8.82 with 900 calories and 154 grams of protein. This made 22 cups total. So basically uh, five harvest right trays, the small trays, plus two more cups. This was this is equivalent to 11 Mountain House uh, packages, two cups a piece. Uh, so this makes 11 of those Mountain Houses, uh, which is, you know, our, right there is, is fantastic. So my food cost was $14.46 for the food itself. Uh, if, this would be even less if I used regular ground beef rather than the canned ground beef that was eight bucks. I think a, uh, a pound of ground beef is probably half of that these days. It should be a third of that, but it's about half of that these days. But my food cost was fourteen forty six for twenty two cups. Uh, cost to freeze dry this it was three bucks, so seventeen forty six all in all. The calories in this uh, fifty three hundred calories and two hundred eleven grams of protein. So now that I got this whole uh, what my batch was, I wanted to break it down into what uh, the Harvest Right portion would be and how it compares to Harvest Right. So with this, uh, my Chili Mac, my food cost per pack, uh, if I package it the same as Harvest Right, is $1.59 plus 50 cents for the Mylar and the O2 pack. So you're looking at around two bucks for a uh, the same exact uh size as mountain house whereas a mountain house is 11 bucks so you're looking at at the bottom here of this picture it says 5.2 mountain house meals with the cost of mine i can make 5.2 mountain house meals uh for the price of one mountain house meal so the calories 482 for mine 460 for mountain house about the same protein mine was a little bit less at 19 grams and uh, heart at mountain house is 24 grams so pretty comparable uh, with all of this. And this is why I chose to go the uh, with the the basic ingredients, chili right out of the can, beef right out of the can, all these, because I wanted those calories and all that stuff that's listed on the can. I wanted those uh, on there so I could do these calculations. 
the next time I do this, I'm going to make it a whole lot better than this. Not that this is bad. It's just a little bland. So when I make this, I'm going to have to add maybe some sriracha and uh, maybe a little tomato sauce or something to it just to spice it up a little bit. Uh, but the next batch I'm actually going to make from scratch and I'm not going to care too much about how many calories and, and doing the exact calculations and all that. And I'm going to package it in a big bag because uh, unless I'm giving some away to somebody and then I'll, I'll give them a little pouch. But um, but yeah, it, it, it's a huge money saver. Now, if you're not buying Mountain House anyway, <laughs> then, you know, then it's not going to save you a whole lot of money there. But if you do buy uh, like Legacy Foods and Mountain House and things like that, then it is, you know, something that's going to save you a whole lot of money uh, for the amount that you can get. Uh, with these, I, I did mention Legacy Foods and I wanted to mention something real quick. Um, I've got a video that I'm going to do with these beef dices, but with these, this, this box right here, this is a 72 hour kit with 12,000 calories. Uh, this is $115. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some math. And, and as I do this more often, I'll see what sort of meals that I can do and how they compare. Uh, but uh, that's for in the future. I did want to, I have this on the table though, because I forgot to mention in the beginning with the bug out location, with that being open, I am doing a contest in the next couple weeks, uh, not a contest, a giveaway in the next week or two uh, for members of the bug out location. And I'm going to be giving away uh, a, a bag of these beef dices. And this is 19 servings, not this bag because it's already opened. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to be giving away one of these 72 hour kits, which is a really cool kit. And I wanted to, it's kind of hard to see here, but I wanted to just open it up and show you what's in it. Uh, but it's got, and each of these bags, I believe are four servings. So you got the cheese and broccoli bake, which is what I put you can see I already resealed this because I opened it up earlier. Uh, I used half of this pack. Uh, this is I made these two in the video that I'm going to play here in a second, uh, and it turned out absolutely fantastic. Uh, then you got the chili, which I've already opened as well because I've used some of that. I usually use half the pack, and then I reseal it with my sealer. You've got pasta primavera. You've got chicken a la king. you got potato mix. Uh, pasta Alfredo, stroganoff, just a whole bunch of stuff in here. This is this is a 72-hour kit. Those, <laughs> those four Patriots and all that, that is not a 72-hour kit. There may be four of these in it, but there are four that are about half this size. So you're looking at something that's like that size. Uh, but this is, and this is a two-person 72-hour kit. So I'll be giving away, at any rate, I'll be giving away one of these. I'll be giving away one of these, the 19 ounces of beef dices. These are pretty cool because, as you'll see in this video, they sort of look like, and I think I even said it in the video, if I can open this, they sort of look like chocolate marshmallows, <laughs> but they're actually uh, really good. As a matter of fact, I will just play that video and show you guys the, the whole Mountain House thing. I'm going to read through a couple of the comments real quick and see if anybody's got anything. If you guys have any any questions or anything like that, let me move my mic back over. Uh, any questions or anything like that, let me know. Uh, but uh, I am going to play this Mountain House. Brandon said, I buy frozen shrimp, the smallest, and, and then freeze dry. Yeah, that's that's one thing, too, that, you, that size for some of these things, especially when you're talking about candy, really matters. Uh, you got to make sure it's it's if it's something that's going to blow up, you're going to make a mess. Believe me, I've already done that. 
but you said don't even need an oxygen absorber. They go too quick. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm sure we're going to have a few things like that too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Denise, uh, great savings. Anyone interested in buying an 86 Cor Corvette convertible? I don't think it'll be that hard to sell that car at all. I'd make a really uh, uh, inappropriate comment right now, but I know how you feel about Joe Biden, Denise, so I'm not going to make that comment. <laughs> um, at any rate, what I'm going to do is play this uh, this Chili Mac, or no, I played the Chili Mac. We're going to, uh, I'm going to show you this Beef Dices video that I just did, how I took these two. Well, I already lost the, yeah, I took these two things. Uh, and made a meal out of it yesterday, and it was actually really damn good. There are a few of Legacy Foods that I don't necessarily like too much, but there are some that are fantastic, and this is one of those that was fantastic. And like I said, I started out talking about how amazing the Harvest Ride is, but if you've if all you've got is the option to do something like this, then this is a good option as well. And even if you don't want to do something like this because of the high sodium and, and all of that, just, you know, any sort of food storage that you can do, anything, you know, is better than nothing. So this is just one of those things. I'm sort of upping my game uh, to the next level. But uh, at any rate, this is let me play this video. It's about 13 minutes long. I'll jump in the chat and um, all that. It's about 13 minutes long of me putting this uh, this meal together with these. The whole point of this was to test out the beef dices. But I figured while I was doing it, I might as well make a meal out of it. So that's what I did. All right, hey there everyone. Today what I want to do is try out some of these beef dices. Uh, this is the main reason for this video and I figured while I'm at it, uh, I might as well try, I'll put it in something. Uh, these are both available from Legacy Foods. I sell Legacy Foods over at the SHTF shop and have never tried these before so I want to taste test them, texture test them, see how they work out, see what they taste like on their own and then I'll mix it in with this and see how this works. On this package right here, uh, this is 19 servings, uh, about $90, I believe. Uh, but 19 servings, uh, it, 130 calories per serving. And let me see the protein. Protein, 16 grams of protein per serving. Uh, so what the directions are is to add one cup of beef dices with a half cup of water. Let it sit for 15 minutes. So we'll do that, and while it's sitting, we will do this broccoli and uh, cheese and broccoli bake. And this is 420 calories per serving. Uh, serving size is one and a half cups, so probably, you know, probably two servings. So you're looking at 840 uh, plus some more here with this. You're looking at maybe close to 1,000 calories for an actual meal. So what we'll do is we'll start off these beef dices right here real quick with a half a cup of warm water is what it says for one cup of the beef dices and what's cool is these beef dices the bag itself is resealable so you can open this up remove the oxygen absorber and then when you're done you can reseal this back up uh, Freeze-dried food is once it's if it's sealed properly, uh, you could even reseal this with your if you have a sealer and some and some oxygen absorbers. If it's just sealed like this, you're probably looking at still a good six months, maybe even a year uh, that this is going to be good for. So at any rate, now that we've got rid of the oxygen absorber, 
Let's go ahead and get a cup of the meat here. And I'll show you what this looks like before we even put it in there. Uh, just looks like little chocolate marshmallows is basically what it looks like. Uh, but we will throw this in here. We'll mix that around a little bit and then we will get started on the cheese and broccoli bake. Grab a spoon here. Just start mixing this together. And periodically, uh, I will come over and just mix this stuff up as well. And then it says after 15 minutes, discard the excess water. So let's go ahead and move over to the stove and we'll get started on this cheese and broccoli bake. All right, first off, this says to empty this whole package and then seven and a half cups. I'm only gonna use half of this package, uh, then I'm gonna reseal the rest of it. So what I'm gonna need is three and three quarters cups of water, but I need to be able to get half of this. So I've got my scale right here. So this package, once I empty it all out, is all right 13.7 ounces not sure if you can see that so what I need to do is get about six and three quarters ounces out of this and put it back in the bag all right now that's pretty good right there so this is basically half the bag. So if I put this back on there, uh, we've got 6.7 ounces. So now let's get some water and start this, start doing this. All right, so this says get seven and a half cups of water for a full bag, cook for 12 to 15 minutes, and then remove from heat and let it sit for three to five minutes. So we need three and three quarters cups of water. Bring that to a boil. And three quarters, we'll let that come to a boil. And then we will uh, see what it's, we'll go check the meat, make sure that's been, it's been about five, six minutes. So we'll check that out. All right, so this has been sitting in here, oh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so. I should have timed it, but I didn't. Uh, and I just wanted to see how it's doing so far. Uh, it's starting to look more, less like chocolate marshmallows and more like beef. Now with this, uh, it's still, it's starting to get a little squishy, a little soft, so that's good. Also, what we're going to do is put it in the, the, the creamy stuff, so it's going to actually absorb some of that moisture as well, so it should be pretty good. But we'll let this go ahead and finish, uh, and then cook the other stuff. Let the other stuff finish cooking, and then we'll see how everything tastes. All right, so I poured the contents of this bowl. I forgot to hit the record button, but I poured it in here with the three and three quarters cups of water. And we're gonna let it sit. I set the timer now for 12 minutes. And then what I'm gonna do is once that, I turn it down to medium high or medium boiling. Uh, I, and then once this 12 minute timer's up, I'm gonna see what it's like and then go a little extra up to that 15 like they said. And then what I'll do is I'll throw those beef chunks in here and let it sit a little bit, that five, 10 minutes, like they said. And then we'll dish it up and see what it's like. So one other thing too, we've been about seven, eight minutes now. 
with freeze dried food, you've got to you want to make sure and break everything up. Uh, freeze dried food can be pretty tricky because you want to be able to break things up, but you don't want to turn it all to mush while you're doing it. So um, I think this looks pretty good as far as how broken up there's not going to be any or many dry chunks. It's almost inevitable, though, no matter what you eat as far as freeze dried food, you're going to have that chunk in there. It just didn't quite get done. But we'll give this another six, seven minutes and uh, and then we'll put the beef in. All right, so this has been sitting for about 15 minutes now. And before I put it in the uh, cheese and broccoli bake, I wanted to just taste test this and see how it is just on its own uh, and see how the texture is of these. So with this, uh, it seems like it's, it's pretty... It's pretty spongy. Feels like what beef should probably feel like. So what we're going to do is taste this and see how it is, and then we'll throw it in the stuff. It's pretty good, actually. Uh, it's actually it's actually really good. It tastes more, I suppose, like hamburger rather than the picture on this bag. But it's actually pretty good. You could actually, if you wanted to, uh, just eat this yourself, make some sort of I mean, you can do all sorts of things with this. Uh, they also have chicken available. We have chicken available at the SHTF shop, too, along with this. But uh, that works pretty good. What we're going to do now is drain off this water, and then we will throw it in the, the cheese and broccoli bake, and then we'll taste test that and see how it looks and, and tastes. All right, so we are at about 14 or so minutes here, and this actually looks pretty good. Uh, and what I'm going to do is turn it off, turn off the heat, and then add the beef dices and stir that in. With these beef dices, I have already drained the water out, so we'll put this in here. Still a little bit of water left over down there, but I don't know that that matters too much. I'll try not to get all of it. Stir that in there. Everything's better with meat in it, right? <laughs> Actually, it looks pretty dang good. Not a whole lot of broccoli in there. But that's okay. Uh, I've actually got a harvest right, and I've got some freeze-dried bro broccoli I could have put in here, but it's too late at this point. So what we're going to do is we're just going to let this sit right here for the three to five minutes, and then we'll plate it up and see, what, uh, see how it tastes. Okay, so this should be ready to go now. So what we are going to do is dish this up and I'm going to use one serving because I want to uh, figure out exactly how many calories this is. So one serving is 1.5 cups. So you've got 420 in there. And then the 130 for uh, a half a cup of this, I figure maybe, you know, 50, 60 calories. So when you take the 420 plus the 60 calories, you're looking at close to 500 calories. Uh, for this one, for one and a half cups. So let's go ahead and see what one and a half cups looks like. 
So we've got that right there, which is about 500 calories. Uh, not too bad. This actually, I was going to say maybe two servings would be something uh, like a meal for me. But honestly, just a little bit more of this and I'd probably be good to go. But let's go ahead. I'm going to let that cool off a bit and then we'll go ahead and try it out. I'm not going to put any more salt in it because long-term food storage has quite a bit of sodium anyway. But got to have pepper on it. So I am going to throw some more pepper on it. Uh, you could throw some more cheese, but I've already tasted this a little bit. And it's really got a good flavor. So we'll just let this sit right here. I am curious, though, how much you get total out of this. So we've got one and a half cups here in this. And let's see how much more we can get out of this. There's another cup. So basically, you're getting four cups uh, of the broccoli cheese bake right here with the uh, with the beef dices, the half a cup of beef dices, which turns into, uh, you know, one and a half cups. So you're getting four cups of food right here. And this is another, you know, this could be a serving depending on, you know, the SHTF situation. But uh, so you're looking at maybe a meal for two people for half this bag. So this whole bag would either feed you, you know, two meals that day for two people or a family of four uh, at dinner time. All right, so we let this sit here for a few minutes, and what we'll do is we'll give it a taste test now. Uh, you can doctor this up with whatever you want. I don't really think you need to. Like I said, I was going to put some cheese on it, but it really already has a really good flavor, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I want to make sure I get a few chunks of beef in here. We'll test this out. That is actually really good. That is better than some of the crap you get at the store these days. Uh, canned food or whatever. This is definitely a meal if it was some sort of a disaster situation or even an everyday situation. Uh, you're just looking for something to cook. Uh, this is actually pretty good. The beef dices are really good. It's actual beef dices. It it tastes like beef dices. The potatoes and the cheese in this is, it's just really good. Uh, I'm really impressed with this meal right here. I will be doing more taste tests of these in the future. Uh, maybe I'll get some chicken dices, but this came out of the 72-hour kit that they send, which is a 72-hour kit for two people. Uh, but this is really good. I've tried the chili, and it was like, eh, uh, you, you know, it needs a little bit of doctoring up. But this right here, straight out of the package, is just fantastic. As long as you, you got to have meat in, I've got to have meat in a meal. So as long as there's some meat in it, it's good to go. So these together... Uh, would would be fantastic. And like I said, this comes, you can reseal this bag right here and uh, it'll last six to 12 months. And if you've got a vacuum sealer, if you've got uh, oxygen absorbers, uh, you can seal this back up just like it was before. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, pretty good little meal right there. Thank you, OPR. That was me that time hitting the mute button. <laughs> All right. So it, 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 what I was saying right there was, uh, you know, pretty good meal. Uh, the meat, I'm pleasantly surprised with it. And I know uh, Legacy Foods has got some really good stuff. So it, I wasn't shocked or anything. But sometimes you get that, that like the canned meats and things like that. They just kind of have that off flavor to them, uh, that, you know, packaged, long-term packaged flavor to them. But this didn't at all. It Like I said in the video, it doesn't taste like the... The, the New York strip like they have on the picture there. It's more of a hamburger type flavor or just a, a regular steak flavor. But 
but it's really good. I, I mean, it's it definitely adds a lot to a meal. Uh, something with all of these foods, these legacy foods, they're all uh, vegetarian, basically non-GMO and vegetarian. So adding a little bit extra to those is perfect. And with that Harvest Right freeze dryer, like I was talking about in the video, I could put broccoli in there. We've got, we just did some carrots. Lisa's going to be doing some stuff this weekend. Am I still muted? No, I can't be muted. No. Okay. I'm just reading. <laughs> At any rate, uh, I am going to, <laughs> before my head explodes here, uh, thank you, Skanes Girl. Uh, before my head explodes, it explodes here, I'm going to play this uh, last clip of the Harvest Right from start to finish. I wasn't sure if I was going to do it or not, but um, since I've got this figured out, uh, I'm going to go ahead and play that video. And then after I get out of here, I'll figure out all this stuff, why it went all uh, super crazy. Uh, tonight, but uh, let me see if I can get this video. If I can pull this up, um, and this one is uh, if you are, it, you know, like I said in the beginning, where you, you know the harvest right, uh, it can be sort of intimidating. Uh, but uh, at any rate, what I wanted to do it was play this video right here, uh, and then I will come back and we'll close everything out tonight. If you are sort of interested in what, how to set up the harvest right and how the whole process works. Because like I said in the beginning, uh, sometimes you just, you see people say, you know, you get the really basic stuff. And this isn't super detailed either. This is only about 10 minutes, but it gives you an idea about what to expect with everything. So uh, let me go ahead and play this video. All right, so I'm going to run through a quick walkthrough of the initial setup of your harvest right freeze dryer if you buy one. This is straight out of the box all the way to doing your first batch and the bread batch. Now, this is going to be pretty basic. Uh, so make sure and read the owner's manual for more details. All the little things that are really important in this uh, that I'm not going to go through in this short video. I'll probably do a video later on that goes into more detail. But this one is just going to be sort of the bullet points of everything. Now, when you first get the freeze dryer, uh, when they drop it off in your driveway, you check it out, make sure nothing is damaged. The driver will wait there for you for a few minutes. And then uh, what they recommend is that you let it sit and settle for 24 hours. So you find a good location that you've got plenty of room, good ventilation, good temperature control, all that. And then you have to let it sit for 24 hours, which is kind of it kind of sucks because your brand new toy and you've got to let it sit there. On top of that, you've got to do the first bread run, which I'll go through in a bit. So that's another 24 hours. Kids, you're so impatient. So that's two days that you've got to let your new toy just sit there before you can actually use it. But it's important to do all that just to make sure that you're getting everything done correctly. So the initial setup, once you've waited that 24 hours, so the, the initial setup, all of this is pretty easy. The first part you do after you unbox everything is you add oil to the pump. When you add oil, my pump is the Premier pump, make sure it's not over half full. They recommend that that's the level that you run the harvest right at. Now, when you do this, make sure you're just putting in a little bit at a time because as you fill this, once you're done filling, it will still drain into that chamber and raise that level up a little bit. So don't add too much. And if you do add too much, you can always open the little drain valve at the bottom uh, and put a little bit back into the bottle. 
After you've done that, then you connect the hose to the freeze dryer and the vacuum pump. Hand tightening, they say that hand tightening this is fine. You can use some pliers to snug that up a little bit if you want, but mine's just hand tight. And then you connect to the freeze dryer to the, the power, the wall outlet, and then you plug the vacuum pump into the freeze dryer. So you only need one outlet for this. The small and medium machines, you can use a regular outlet. The large machines, I believe you need a, a dedicated 20 amp uh, outlet. So just keep that in mind. This is a small unit though, so plugging it into the wall is not a big deal. And then you remove the drain hose from inside the harvest right. And this was sort of a pain. It got a little bit frustrating. I even thought about at one point taking the back off. Just don't. But it can be done. It's sort of like putting a square peg through a round hole or pulling a square peg out of a round hole. It's a little tricky, but once you get the right, once you get it right, it, it'll pop out and then you're good to go. Then you place that hose in a container to catch the water that gets sucked out of all the food that you're going to be doing. I use a five-gallon bucket. The height that this is at, it the hose stays out of the water. You want to make sure the hose doesn't siphon water back into the unit because that can destroy it. So after every use, you dump the water. You make sure that bucket's completely empty uh, when you go to start a new batch. I also put a container in the front of the machine. This is just a small plastic uh, cereal container because condensation collects around the outer ring. And it also, when it's defrosting, some of that may leak out the front. So I use that below the very middle of this, the ring to catch some of that water, make sure it doesn't drip on the floor. All right, so pretty simple to set the machine up. But one more time, I got to say, make sure and read the instruction manual. It goes through... A lot of little things that I didn't go through here that just help and, and let you understand a little bit about how this machine works and what you're supposed to do. So let's go over the initial setup. Once you've got everything running, you've let it sit there for 24 hours, everything's plugged in and everything's ready to go. Then you've got the, the screen up top where you can customize your name. Right now, mine says Prepper Food. I'm sure that's going to change a few times. Really simple and easy to change. Uh, you choose the type of vacuum pump that you have. Mine is a Premier pump, so I made sure and chose that. And then there's some other settings in there. They're default settings, and you don't really have to worry about those too much. The more you get used to this, you'll start to understand those a little bit more. So just leave those at default as you're starting things out. And like I said, the first run that you're going to need to do is to do a bread run. And this ensures everything is working properly. Uh, it eliminates that new car smell. The new car smell is great in a new car, but you don't necessarily want that in your food. So doing a bread run just sort of grabs all that stuff out there. Just that initial run to get, make sure everything's working properly. Make sure you're not getting any errors or anything like that. I had to update my firmware because the drying process, and I've seen this a couple places, the drying process, it would stop right under the G in drying and it would just stay there. And I think it stayed there. I let it go for about 10 hours until I finally just quit it. Uh, I got a hold of Harvest Right and they sent me the update file, the firmware update. And ever since then, it's been working great. So I don't suggest you get online and try to find an update file. I would get a hold of them and make sure you're doing the right things. 
because you don't want to ruin a machine if it, that you just paid so much money for. So to start all of this off, uh, what you have to do is hit the start button and then it'll go into the cooling the chamber mode for 15 minutes. This is a good time to maybe get your food together if you haven't already put it on trays, maybe grab it out of the freezer if you've got it frozen. Do whatever you need to do in this first 15 minutes while it ramps up and gets everything ready to go for you. Once that 15 minutes is over, it'll pop to the next screen that says load your trays and right, load your trays and close the drain valve. Now, in this process, I always make sure and close the drain, drain valve beforehand, but then you load the trays in there. With the trays, I froze these and you can freeze or you don't have to freeze. It's really up to you. These are things that I prepared a couple of days in advance, so I just went ahead and froze them. All right, so once you load the trays in, you close the door, make sure it's locked really tight. You make sure your drain valve is closed. And then you hit the start button and it goes into freeze mode. Now, I pre-froze mine, but it's not necessary. You can skip the freeze mode by touching the delete icon on the top left. But I just went ahead and did it because I just want to make sure that everything's, you know, getting the, the full treatment, basically. Uh, at this point, once you set it in, once it's into this mode, Harvest Right does everything on its own. So sit back, relax. It figures out how long it needs to freeze dry everything. Now with the freeze mode, this isn't the actual vacuum freezing. This is just getting everything frozen, making sure it's it's doing everything right. Like I said, you you don't have to watch anything at this point. The next step it goes into the vacuum freezing mode. And as the screen says, this is just creating the adequate vacuum inside. Once this is done, it will move on to the drying cycle. And the drying cycle is basically where all the magic happens. This can take quite a while depending on what you're freeze drying. Candy gets done really quick, but if you're freeze drying something with a lot of water in it, it could take 30, maybe even 40 hours. A few batches that I've done, the average time is somewhere around 30 hours. So just know once you turn this on, it's, you know, go do your thing because it's going to be a while. Once this is complete, it goes into the extra drying time that you, you can set at the beginning of this. Those defaults that I said, just leave them where they are. You can move that extra dry time up to four hours, five hours, six hours, whatever you want. This is just once it gets done and it thinks the food is done, this is just that extra little nudge, that better safe than sorry time. So if you're going to be, say it's going to be done at midnight and you're sleeping, you can put four or five hours extra dry time on there just to have it do its thing while you're sleeping. All right, so now that the food's done, let's go through the process that I use of, of packaging everything up, making sure that it's ready for long-term storage and some of the supplies that I use. All right, so now this has completed its cycle. It says here the drying process is complete. That's with the three hours extra dry time. As you can see, this batch took 31 hours and 32 minutes from start to finish. We are going to open this up and see, just to make sure to see if everything is absolutely bone dry, if not, We'll, we'll add a little bit more time to this. So what I'll do first is open the drain valve over here. And then I can come back over here 
and open this up. Which we are going to pull one of these out and just make sure that we've got no moisture. And that is a big chunk of meat, says no moisture. But I want to check just to make sure we are going to take this big chunk of meat and just break it in half and make sure the inside isn't cold at all because that means there's still moisture in there and make sure the color is right and it looks like it's perfectly fine. So we're going to package this up now and I'll show you that here next. We've got the the green chili right here. Again, I want to take one of these and just crack these open. You see it's perfectly dry inside. Son of a gun, I got it. I, this is not going well with the whole muted thing. Uh, at any rate, I didn't show the, the end uh, where I was packaging everything up. But it's the same process I used when I did the Chili Mac video. So it's basically you, you put it in Mylar bags. You put it in an oxygen absorber in there. You can put it in jars. You batch it, package it however you want, depending on what you're cooking, how long it's going to be in storage, if it's going to be something you eat right away, uh, all of that, that different stuff. <laughs> the freeze dryer is louder than Dale. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know. I, I can compete. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Denise said sign language. I do sign language anyway. You guys just don't know how to read it because <laughs> this is all I do. Uh, at any rate, yeah, it's a pretty cool machine. I'm going to make a better video than that and put out its its own standalone video. I was just pretty close to getting it done, so I figured I'd show you guys those in this live stream. Those will I'll get those polished up, put a little bit of lipstick on the pig, and I'll get those done. I'm going to be doing a lot more uh, uh, Harvest Right videos. I'm going to be doing a lot more prepper food videos is what I call them, uh, different prepper meals. Uh, I did one, the prepper breakfast a while back with bacon and eggs. Uh, I did this one with the, with the, with the, the freeze-dried meat and the Harvest Right. Uh, just so many different options with that. It's just going to be a whole bunch of different things that, that I can do. So uh, you can look forward to those different types of videos. I got the sun oven, I've got the Dutch oven, all sorts of different things I want to try out. How would we be able to cook in an SHTF situation, a disaster, whether that's short-term, long-term, you know, whatever, whatever it may be, different cooking options, all that stuff. So um, at any rate, with the, the contest, like I said, if you are a bug out location member, uh, I'm going to be announcing the winners in that that group that I mentioned, the the, the members.survivalistprepper.net. So if you are a bug out location and you want to enter that contest, I'll be sending an email out uh, and letting everyone know when that is. Not contest, it's a giveaway. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be a member and you have to um, say you want to put your name in the hat and that's it. Uh, I'll be giving away a couple of t-shirts, kind of like this one right here uh, that I'm making at the SHTF shop or I sell at the SHTF shop and I make here. Uh, I'm also working on a few other designs as well. Uh, because there's only just a couple over there, uh, but uh, uh, I'll be giving a couple of those away. A bunch of and and I haven't figured quite yet, you know, exactly what I'm gonna give away yet. But those things are definitely in there. There might be other things as well. So, um, uh, 
sorry, going through the comments here, but yeah, uh, if, if you're interested, become a member, help support the show, uh, learn if you're like the bug allocation is great for people who are just beginning to prep, but it's also, I've got a whole bunch of members, uh, that are, that have been doing this for a long time, which really makes that group just fantastic. We've got a few Brandons in there and Al Alpha Tangos and, and, you know, a bunch of people in there did Denise, uh, uh, White rabbits, Carla. I can't think of everyone. Preparedness mama, or not preparedness mama, <laughs> mama bear. <laughs> a lot of people in there that just really know their stuff. So if you're brand new to prepping, you don't have to be worry about being intimidated joining that group. Uh, it's just a, a bunch of really really helpful people in there that um, you know would would love to share the the experiences they've had. And I think maybe in the next video too, I posed a question in there the other day about. Uh, tips for people that are beginning prepping and i don't have time to go through that today but just a, a bunch of really good answers from uh like i said these people that have really been doing this for a while and you look back and reflect on some of the things you did some of the things you wish you would have done some of the things you wish you wouldn't have done uh and it's just really interesting some really good advice uh for people that are just starting out prepping so so at any rate, I appreciate you all joining in tonight. I am going to get out of here. Uh, this was <laughs> not one of the best shows. I, I, I got to, you know, it's like almost like I just started doing this with the mute button and the audio and all that crap. But uh, we'll figure all that out. But I appreciate you all joining in tonight. Uh, until next time, take care and prepare. And we'll talk to you all later. <laughs>